or will begin momentarily. Keep it locked in right here at TonyBasilio.com and on your Tony Basilio app. And hey, do us a favor. Spread the word. Yo soy Antonio. Que pasa? Amigo, amigas. We are breaking it down scientifically with you here at tclub.team slash your Tony Basilio show. It is an incredible Tuesday. We are now officially in summer. Breaking it down scientifically. Your summer choice on a Tuesday. Your Tony Basilio show. Brian Hartman is on assignment. We will go live with the Tider Insider. We're going to check in on our friends in Alabama. Matt Dixon, are you afraid of Alabama football 2023 style? You afraid of those guys, Matt? I'm asking you an age-old question. Are you afraid of those guys? I am not, given their quarterback situation. Not at all. After dropping 52 on them last year. Well, we're going to visit with a feller from Tider Insider. And Joe Milton apparently is throwing the absolute bomb.com at the Manning Passing Academy. We'll get a full report on that uh, later on. Also, Chris Allen will join us a little later on this hour. And John Fulkerson, hopefully, hopefully top of next hour. But uh, we got a lot to talk about today. So the tighter insider thing, Matt, is this something that uh, we look at Alabama this year? And the, the numbers say that the Tennessee gap with them is closing ever more. It's closing ever more, Matt. Well, there there wasn't a gap last year. No. Uh, Tennessee finally beat them. No. Uh, they lose, you know, Bryce Bryce Young and Will Anderson, two of the what like top three picks in the NFL mm-hmm. draft. Uh, had to go get Notre Dame's backup quarterback from the portal. I mean, mm-hmm. there's. Uh, that, I mean, that that's an 8-4 and four team. I wonder if our feller from Tider Insider will sell for that concept. Tony Sukalis, who will join us. T-S... Oh, yeah, I feel like John Wilkerson. T-S-O-U-K-A-L-A-S. Do you like when Wilkerson spells first and last names? Speaking of Wilkerson, today Tony Valls appeared on his program and said that the Chase Burns thing, basically, Matt, the backstory on the Burns thing is is that Burns uh, gave Tennessee the paperwork on Friday, which is why people said that he had filled out the paperwork. And Tennessee was in no hurry to process it. They made the guy wait a day and a half before his name appeared in the, uh, in the portal. And the reason they did that is that, uh, you know, he had been kind of incommunicado with them, so... I don't think that thing went too well at the end. And then the other side story on the Burns thing that I talked about today in the blog over at tclub.team, the other sidebar is that uh, LSU started the fire with Burns, but they found another pitcher, and apparently they've moved on. 
which is why you're hearing TCU's name. Only so much money to go around, Matt, even at LSU. Well, they had to had to spend a bunch on Jello shots and I guess championship gear after last night. No, no, no telling where those people are going to wake up. What woke up today? How insane! We'll we'll wake up today. How insane was that game last night? Florida starts out two nothing. Florida looks like they're going to drill their eyes shut. I was sitting there uh, when Caglione hit that home run and he ended that inning with that ninety nine mile an hour uh, fastball from the left side. I'm sitting there going, "Crown him!" And then all of a sudden, LSU just avalanched those dudes, man. They avalanched them. How bad's Florida's fan base? Let's park here for five seconds. You think they could have gotten 500 people out there to Omaha, Matt? Maybe maybe 1,000? It looked like they had literally parents. I mean, why not just move the, move the thing to Baton Rouge next time this happens? That was absurd. Are they the worst fan base in the country? You know, when Billy Donovan was down there for basketball, they couldn't even sell out a 12,000-seat arena. And the only thing, the, their only claim to fame is during the Spurrier-Jeremy Foley days was acting like total necks. Uncouth, out-of-control, uncivilized rednecks. That's their only claim to fame. What a horrendous fan base, Matt. Your team's playing for a national championship in basketball. You can't bother to go? There's... There's no fan base in sports that has more undeserved success than Florida fans because they win in just about every sport. They've won national titles, and they their fans don't show up. Uh, they're never in gay. I mean, their NIL program's terrible. I mean, and somehow somehow they luck into great coaches and great players and, and, and luck in the wins and championships, and they don't deserve, they don't deserve any of them. It's unbelievable. Brian Hartman, you know, he said the other night, he was there for game one. He said that it was like 9-1, to one, and I thought, well, that's got to be an exaggeration. It looked like 15-1 to one last night, Matt. Florida looked like they had about 300 people there. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. That's supposed to be a 50-50 proposition? I mean, you got to be kidding me. Oh, well. If you're a Florida fan and you're listening, you don't deserve it. No offense to you. You all have a horrible fan base. Horrendous. I like, Matt, when they lose a couple games in football and you turn that thing on. It looks like a Missouri home game in their stadium. It's never looked like that in Neyland Stadium, ever. (laughs) Ever. Have have about 50,000 for those nooners. After they they take one or two L's, it's... how about how about this year, Matt? Some of the SEC games after they lose a few games, because the thing about their town is that not a tremendous amount of visiting fans are going to go to Gainesville, Florida. I mean, there are a lot of what you'd call destination places in Florida to visit. Gainesville isn't one of them. I'm sorry. I mean, people say, "Well, the armpit." No. That's not an armpit. No, that's not the body part that Gainesville is. Gainesville would be like that area between your 
smallest toe and your second smallest toe, where you get all that fungi that collects. That's Gainesville. No offense. I mean, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to come off as haughty here or any. I mean, it's just not a destination to visit. No, no offense. Picture the majestic scenes like when we're down there on our Fridays at Calhoun's on the River, Matt. Does Gainesville have anything close to that? Close. Not not since the, the purple porpoise closed. Yeah. They peaked in like ninety-seven. Well, or, or that December night in one. Yep. December of one. I think that that might be the earliest I remember your show time that night. Oh my gosh! How, Some how? of your finest. Well, I, w- I wish there was a recording of that somewhere. When I was up on the roof with a bullhorn screaming at people. Yeah, yelling at yeah, yelling at yelling at Florida, taunting man. people. You were like, "Who's I don't know who you were like I don't know who this dude is." But I like him. But this guy's a clown, and I love him. take a brief time out we were on top of the purple porpoise the very tippy top of it on the roof doing a post-game show with their fans walking by in just stunned silence and of course i'm up there live on the air literally taunting people with a speaker the guy that owned the porpoise they put me up there because they were afraid we were going to have an incident and I said, where, are you going, where am I going to do my show? And he said, why don't you do it up on the roof? And I said, okay, we'll do it on the roof. Let's take a brief T.O. We'll come back, 865-200-5. No, hold your calls. Tony Sukalis, Tider Insider, does he sell for the fact that they're going to throw up um, an 8-4, to 2506-4? So we continue after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike 
at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Coming to the Mule House in Columbia on June 27th at 7 p.m., an evening of hope, a great night of music to benefit the Room at the Inn of Murray County. Brandon Heath, Riley Clemens, Leanne Crawford, Apollo Limited, and special guest Al Andrews will be performing starting at 7 p.m. Get your tickets today at www.themulehouse.com. Come enjoy the evening and support this important ministry. June 27th, 7 p.m. Tickets at www.themulehouse.com. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB back with you on your Tuesday. It's like a uh, Tide Tuesday. Probably one of the great 
fan site names of all time is Tider Insider. I mean, I've always kind of just loved how that rolls off the tongue. Tony Sukal is now joining us. Tider Insider. We're going to begin our look at several different programs that will appear on Tennessee's schedule for the upcoming season. And, uh, Tony, I welcome you in. I hope you're having a very good break and a, and a good summer thus far, my friend. Yeah, Tider Insider is a cool name, but uh, I like Tide Illustrated a, a little bit more. That's, that's actually where... Oh, my gosh. I have Tide. I'm sorry about that. You're fine. You're fine. TideIllustrated.com. I appreciate that. Thank you, my friend. Um, but I'm doing well. You know, uh, we live and we learn here. Apologize for that, Tone. You're fine. You're fine. My my Greek buddy, hey, hey, lay it on me here. Alabama's got a lot to replace here. And, uh, you know, the thing we're, Matt Dixon and myself were talking a few moments ago. It's very curious, the addition of the quarterback from Notre Dame kind of late in the process. Well, what do we read into that? Now that you've had a, several weeks to digest, what do we read into that, Tony? You know, I don't know because uh, I think at this point it could be any of the three quarterbacks in contention to win the job. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, any way you slice it. Obviously with, you know, Tyler Buckner, the Notre Dame quarterback, you you would think he had enough confidence in his ability to win the job and that he had heard enough from the coaches that he would be pretty confident in what they told him, you know. So, uh People like that don't just transfer into the program not thinking that they're going to win the job. Then again, you know, I think I'd give an equal shot to Jalen Milrow or Ty Simpson. I really think it's like 33.3, 33.3, 33.3 in terms of, you know, who has the chance to win it. Um, I've picked Jalen Milrow, you know, just because I think part of my job is to make bold predictions. But my confidence level in that is not super high. So, um yeah, it's going to be a really interesting fall. Ty Simpson's a name that's very uh, obviously prominent here as uh, he's a West Tennessee kid. And at the time, Tennessee had fallen and couldn't get up, you know, during his recruitment. It's it's weird how a couple years can change perspective as uh, we visit today with Tony Sukalis, Tide Illustrated, and um, talking about him and what he brings to the table at the quarterback position. A lot of people think Milrow is ahead of him. What, what's happened to Ty Simpson? What's the, what's the word on him? I just think he hasn't really had the opportunity to kind of show his stuff. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, Milrow's obviously a year before him, and we've seen him. Um, he hasn't been perfect by any means, but he did get that start against Texas A&M, and uh, we've seen what he can do with his legs. We've seen at times what he can do with his arms. We haven't really uh, seen him put it all together. And then with Simpson, uh, you know, he didn't really get much of an opportunity during his freshman year because you're not going to with Bryce Young and and Jalen Miller in front of you. Um, You know, during the uh, A-Day game, he fractured his hand. So you can't really take too much of the numbers from that. Um, You know, he he looks good at times, looks a little bit inconsistent, but if he's dealing with a, a hurt hand that he hurt during the the scrimmage then how much can you really fault him for for some of his mistakes during that so i think he's probably brought he's probably got the biggest you know passing talent or potential highest ceiling maybe uh out of the you know three quarterbacks there 
but there's a lot involved in it. You know, is he going to be able to, you know, avoid mistakes? You know, does Milrow, you know, get an extra shot because of what he can do with feet? And, yeah. and also, I think Milrow's going to jump into the fall as the, I guess, quarterback number one, only because, you know, of his experience with the team. I think he gets, like, the default starting job entering the fall. So that's obviously an advantage. It, you know, I think if Milrow does everything right, he'll probably have the leg up to win the job just because of his order. But it's a very small, he's only slightly ahead of everyone else. So it's not really a significant placement. But I, I think that's probably some of the reason why you're seeing maybe Ty Simpson overshadowed. But I, I think he's a very capable, you know, quarterback. And there's plenty of people that think he's going to win the job. Like I said, a lot based on um, that projected arm talent that he has. Matt Dixon, jump in here as we visit with Tony Sukalis, Tide Illustrated, joining us today on the program. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I just assume that the the quarterback battle will will linger into the season, like like it has the, uh, a few times for Saban. You know, I don't actually know. And if you look at it, the, the quarterback battle, it kind of has always resolved itself. I mean, you could say that it, it lingered into the season with Jalen Hurts, but I mean, mm-hmm. it lingered in for maybe a quarter, right? He came in for Blake Barnett and then didn't look back. Um, you, you had a little bit between um, Jake Coker and uh, Cooper Bateman, and Alabama obviously made that mistake of putting in Cooper Bateman for the Old Miss game, and it didn't work out well. And I think that just made it, you know, obvious that it was going to be Jake Coker. I don't, you know, everyone says that oh, this could go into the season. It's like it really can't go in that far. You're going to have to figure out who your guy is by Texas. You can't afford to lose that game. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a game Alabama's going to want to win. You don't want to lose that early in the season. Um, it, it puts you in a really in, in a big hole heading into a, a, a tough SEC schedule. So you kind of want to know your guy. They might shuffle the pack a little bit during that opener. Um, but I don't think they're just going to be, you know, experimenting when the Longhorns come into town in week two. I think you're going to want to figure it out by then. So, so maybe one game of figuring stuff out, but it, it's not as much of a it, – it's going gonna, it's gonna to come quick, I guess is what I'm going to say. Hey, Tony, in years past, Alabama loses those guys, right, to top the draft guys, which they do every year. And you assume that they're just going to replace them, plug and play, and here we go. Last year, what we saw in Neyland Stadium has all of us kind of looking at Alabama and going, uh, these guys are human. Georgia is sort of the it team in the league right now. Um, how much of that do you buy into? And, and are we out over our skis and thinking that Alabama could have a, you know, like a 9-3, and three, maybe an 8-4 and four type year this year if they can't figure that quarterback deal out? Yeah, the funny thing about last season, it was every single game was close, you know? So, yeah, you could you could make the argument that, and I totally buy into the argument that Alabama could have had four, maybe even, I mean, if you really wanted to get have five losses last season, if, if things didn't bounce the, the right way in a couple a couple of plays. But I think you could have argued, also argued that Alabama could have been undefeated. I mean, they lost, you know, both of their games by the last second. You know, you stop a two-point conversion uh, against, LSU and you win that game and then Tennessee I mean look you, you drove back at the at, at the end you just stopped them one time uh, you, you survived that game and there was a lot that went on in that Tennessee game 
uh, you know, Alabama should have been way out of that. You know, so the fact that they still hung in there uh, is kind of – it shows you that it, Alabama's really never totally dead. I could – you know, I think it's going to come down to the quarterback position in terms of, you know, if they can get that figured out, I think Alabama is, you know, a team that is kind of being slept on. I think outside of that quarterback position, they're going to have a better offensive line. They still have a really deep backfield and a really deep receiving core. And then on defense, I know you lose Will Anderson, but – you have like five five star guys in that front seven uh, at the linebacker position, um, so you know it's going to hurt to lose Will Anderson. But there's a there's a bunch of people coming in uh, and, and already there as well that can kind of fill that void. I think the defense will be good. Um, I expect the offense to get more balanced under Tommy Reese. I don't think they're going to go back to ground and pound or by any means, but I think you're going to reestablish the running game. Which I mean kind of the given, too, if you're going to have a first-year uh, first quarterback. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's, the quarterback can just be capable. And all three of these guys are, are capable of being a title-winning quarterback. I don't think they're going to be in the first round next year or maybe even ever in their, you know, careers. But um, they're capable quarterbacks, and you can win titles with them. It's just a matter of if you can get consistent play from them, I think everything goes from there. If you struggle with the quarterback position and, you know, you saw the way Milrow played at times last year. If, if that's the level that you are going to get, then sure, yeah, this is a tough schedule. And you got teams like Tennessee who are only getting better. Um, they don't have to play Georgia during the, the regular season. But, um, you know, the, the LSU game will be tough. Texas A&M will be tough. I mean, you could lose three three games. You know, if things go absolutely wrong. I just don't think it's total chicken little sky is falling without them just yet until we really know what they're getting exactly out of that quarterback position. What will be really interesting, and, you know, Saban has these connections all over the place, but that Texas game last year, it looked like early on we were kind of going, there's no way Texas is playing with this team. And it was pretty fortuitous Texas loses their quarterback in that deal because, you know, early on that was kind of a warning sign that I don't think any of us believed, you know, that, that how yeah. close that game was. This time around, and you've referenced that Texas game a couple times, this time around you almost get the sense that's a doorway game for Alabama. They, they lose that game. They don't want to know what's behind that door. Yeah, it's, it's a, I think it's a real momentum game because I think if, on, the, on the flip side, if you win that game, uh, you start building the confidence and it starts, everyone starts thinking, oh, you know, maybe this Alabama. Obviously, to beat Texas, you're going to have to have, you know, pretty decent quarterback play, so – if they were to beat Texas, I think people would start to get more confidence in the quarterback position, so it would kind of snowball that way. But you're right. If they do lose that game, then all of a sudden you probably have no trouble against South Florida, but then you, you go into some of those early SEC games and you're already playing behind the eight ball. You know, you're, you, 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 so I, I don't really know um, how things would, would play out if they lost that game. I think it could be kind of a, a scary time. Uh, that, that, that's a huge one. That's why I'm saying before you can't uh, you can't just play with your quarterback at that point. You you, you kind of got to know your guy because that's going to be one of the most important games on your schedule. That preseason camp is going to be really intriguing. You know, with the quarterback deal, and people say, "Well, why are you guys focusing so much on the quarterback?" Well, the deal is this: in modern college football, and we've seen this here in, in recent past when you go from a guy like uh, Garantano to 
the Hendon Hooker show the last couple of years, and no offense to Garantano, but you know when you have a guy that can really play in a system that's friendly to that quarterback, in this day and age, it is, uh, it's borderline everything. I mean, you can have a really good team around somebody, but if you don't have, and you, you may use the term competent quarterback play, Milrow's athletic ability just jumps out at me. I mean, his, his stuff in the open field, it's absurd. It looks like, he's, looks like somebody's controlling him with a joystick. Arm-wise, Tony, does he does he have it? Does he have the ability to, to to keep the car in the middle of the road competently at QB? So he has it. It's a matter of can he maintain it. I, I think you know, like we've seen him make throws. He's got a strong arm. He's under. It, the interesting thing is he's got a very strong arm. He's under. You know, his problem has come in with underthrows. But like he's a guy that can just rifle the ball. You know, so. It's kind of a it's a touch thing. It's, it's it's not necessarily he doesn't have the arm strength or anything like that. Um, the consistency is key there because you know you can talk all about Ty Simpson's you know arm talent or whatever. Uh, Jalen Milrow can be Lamar Jackson. I mean he he really can can run the ball and especially in the college game he's untouchable. I mean you saw that you know the long run the highlight of his season last year was that long run against Arkansas. Arkansas had Bumper Pool, their best linebacker, or one of their best linebackers, spying him, and it didn't matter. He just made a miss and then busted down the field for 70, 80 yards. I think that's what Jalen Milrow can do. And um, if he can get the consistency with the passing game to go with that, all of a sudden, you know, you have a really dangerous weapon. That's a huge if. And I think people throw this if, or, well, if he just gets the, you know, you know, <laughs> um, those things, you know, obviously don't just happen um so it's going to be a crucial fall for him i think he's got all the tools to put it together and i think he's a really um you know a, a talented player uh and i think he gets underrated a lot too because people you know see a small sample size of his passing and they just give up on him i think he's actually a really good player but on the, in, in the same breath you have to see it before you can start believing in him and he hasn't done it in a consistent basis yet and so i think that's the big thing. Can he finally put that together? And if he can't, it's going to go to somebody else. Yeah, and the Ty Simpson thing is just really interesting because, you know, you, when they brought another quarterback in, that's, I mean, I'm not here to project anything. I don't know anything about it. But it's almost like they're saying, hey, he's not the answer. And from 10,000 feet, we can make assumptions. I'm allowed to do that. Uh, especially now that I know um, uh, who, with whom you're working. But, Tony, uh, as I crackle myself there, Tony, what about the concept that, you know, you look at them bringing another quarterback in and it's almost an admission that, hey, if this thing falls, you're, you're not the guy. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, um, I, it is kind of a confidence, I guess, you know, knock on, on the two quarterbacks yeah. to bring in a guy like Buckner at that point. Um, I think that every one of these guys is a really confident player, and I think that they're going to be able to deal with that. I, you know, I heard that they, you know, pulled some of the veterans on the team about kind of bringing in Buckner, and the general consensus was, you know, Alabama as a team just wants to find the guy that puts them in the best position to win. Um, you know, I would expect, obviously, Maybe not right away, maybe more like in November, but whoever loses this job, I, I think you could see one or two, you know, quarterbacks transfer out. Um, 
you know, kind of heading into that winter transport period. But uh, it's an open race. So, I mean, like, it's, it's, you know, much of it, it could be a little bit of a blow to bring in the quarterback. I think every one of these guys thinks that they could still win. I don't necessarily think that's affecting them too much. I think they're just looking at it as like, well, I guess it's one more competition, but, you know, the, the, the job's wide open. It's not like they brought in a player like Drake May or somebody where everyone knows that's going to be your starter. You know, Tyler Buckner is a, a capable guy, but he's, you know, hasn't even started a full season for, for Notre Dame yet. So he's not like the certified guy that you know is going to win the job. So I, I don't think he, any of these guys are all that discouraged by that move. Yeah, flipping the to defense, they kind of made a, a curious move bringing in uh, Kevin Steele. I know there was some talk about you know if if Pruitt was Jeremy Pruitt was hireable, and and obviously he's not. But what what was the reception to to the Kevin Steele hire, and and what's kind of the outlook for Alabama's defense this year? Yeah, I think well, I mean, there's everyone you know the the fans. I think you know Nick Saban. I think the team. Whether or not they'll say it, they wanted Jeremy Pruitt. He was their first option. I have sources. We came out with multiple reports with that being the case of, you know, Jeremy Pruitt was always targeted by Alabama and was the option number one. Uh, and, and in a sense, you know, if he ever became hireable, I think Alabama would move towards that. Even with Kevin Steele, I think they'd probably end up moving Kevin Steele to a, you know, to another role in order to get Jeremy Pruitt. But, I do think that Kevin Steele is a better hire than, say, Todd Grantham, who was also considered. Uh, I think, you know, he's a guy that has done it at Alabama. He knows what, uh, Nick Saban's, you know, you know, approach is like. I think he can get Alabama back to its identity a little bit. You know, you talked about Alabama getting back to its identity and, you know, being able to run the ball on offense. There's also been a lot of times where, you know, Alabama's had some athletic defenses the last couple of years, but they haven't been that true mean kind of, I think, uh, what did Nick Saban say, a hateful competitor uh, from a few years back, you know? Um, no knock on, you know, Henry Cotello, a guy that, you know, you, you guys know pretty well from a, from when he played at Tennessee. Uh, he's an athletic guy. I wouldn't say he's the meanest guy, you know? And I think, you know, you're going to want, and I'm not, not just to signal him out, there's plenty of players in Alabama's defense that probably weren't, you know, mean enough. But I think you're going to want to bring that mentality of just being a little bit hard hitter, being a little bit, you know, grittier, you know, and really putting that pride back into the defense and having a guy that works with those kind of defenses and that knows that mentality and an old school guy like Kevin Steele, it kind of might make sense to go old school on defense and, you know, while you're going kind of new school with Tommy Reese on offense. Well, what's interesting, too, to your to your point, Alabama last year when they played Tennessee, and you talked about how the game was close at the end, I've never seen that type of display from a Nick Saban defense, and neither of you, near as anybody else, is breathing air. Yeah. I mean, in any of his stops, and it was almost comical, but if it weren't for the greatness of Bryce Young, that's like a five-touchdown game. I mean, that's what you were saying earlier. It felt like it, you know, even though yeah, it was a game at the end. And, and there, were some, there were some tough calls that Alabama, you know, will, will you know, point to, but, yeah, it didn't matter, like, to a certain extent, because – the defense wasn't doing its job. You know, I think the call on, uh, you know, the, the Quincy, or the, the Kool-Aid McKinstry play, I think that's one that Alabama will point to. And, that, you know, so you can't fault Alabama's defense for something like that. But there are plenty of times you could circle, if you just did this or if you just made this stop or make this tackle, you know, uh, guard this guy. 
You know, you know, like the fact that Alabama, the fact that you know, um, you know, you have a player get five touchdowns against you. That's the kind of stuff that Devontae Smith would do to Ole Miss. Alabama never has that kind of stuff happen to it. You know, so I, I mean, it doesn't matter what the calls are or what you know what the circumstances are. Alabama's defense should never have been that bad as it was against Tennessee. And there was a couple of times too, you know, where they, it wasn't just the Tennessee game either. You know, there's some times where they just couldn't get stops. And so I think, you know, some of the, some of the penalties, some of the, um, you know, just, just poor tackling. I think a lot of that comes down to mentality and maybe that's something that Kevin Steele can help out in the defense with. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's going to be a really, really interesting year for them. Obviously, this is like, asking you to see into the future but you know everybody has their lines out there and my friends at zen sports have their have their win totals um on the tide when you look at that schedule how many games do you think alabama wins this year what do you think the number is like the regular season yeah Mm -hmm. i actually only see them losing once i think they got the majority of their home games are the tough games at home uh I think this is going to be a really woken up squad, and I'm just going to give the quarterbacks the benefit of the doubt and say that this, you know, uh, this shakes out well enough to, to win. Now, I don't know if they're going to win the. I think I think they'll win the SEC West. I don't know if they'll beat Georgia if it's Georgia or maybe if it's Tennessee. Uh, um, you know, if they'll win that one in the uh, in the SEC championship game, so that might determine the playoffs there. But you know, another thing to consider is. You know, Nick Saban, since he came to campus, hasn't gone without winning a title for three seasons. You know, he's never gone three seasons without winning a title. Uh, if he doesn't win one this year, it's three seasons. So uh, I'm not by any means saying that Alabama's locked in for a title, but it just shows you to never really count them out. And as easy as it kind of looks to count out Alabama, if they get that quarterback position down, I know it's a huge if, they're as good as anybody in the nation. So... You know, it's really I, – I, I'll probably have a better answer for that in week two when I see how the quarterback play is going to be. But I'm just going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I say they lose one game. I don't necessarily know who it's going to be. Um, you know, from, from y'all's perspective, I think, you know, you had all those games one in a row against Tennessee and then you lose and then you get them yep. at home. I, I think that might be a win for Alabama just because they're going to be so alert for that game. Um been a streaky series, though. You on the TLD yeah, Logistics yeah, Hotline. Really I'll remind you, down through the years, that thing's been a kind of run them off series. It really has. And, and, and Tennessee is going to bring a good team into Bryant Denny Stadium. And so you can't just automatically assume that that's going to be a redemption game at all. I, I just think, like, if I'm, if I'm going through it, that's one of the ones that I'm going to maybe give Alabama the edge if I think that their quarterback is going to be up to, up to par. I think, you know. I give them the edge on games like that. Now, if I find out that week two, it's it's not what I'm thinking the quarterback position is going to be. I suddenly give that game to to Tennessee, just like I give yep. to LSU. To LSU, you know. So I think well, well, of- the entire free world is got Bama fatigue. You know that. That's no surprise sure. to anybody. Yeah. Just like the entire college sports world has SEC fatigue. You know, the SEC wins every championship, so that's a natural thing. The free world's going to be cheering for Texas in that game, Tone. I mean, that's oh, the bottom yeah. line. Because if Texas wins that game, we're all going to know. We're not going to know that the emperor has no clothes, but we're going to start to see a lot more of his leg than we have in years. Let's put it that way. Yeah, sure. 
Um, I, I definitely think that's the case. This is a pivotal year. You know, I think if Alabama were to fall apart, like it, like it is capable yep. of doing, I'm not saying it's going to, sure. I don't think it will. But if it falls apart, I think you start wondering, is this the end of something? You know, can Saban operate in the, you know, in the transfer era? I'm not sure that those are fair things to say right now, but if he goes, and if he, especially if he falls apart, yep. you really start to put that in question. And um, so we'll see. I just, you know. Uh, you don't make a good career out of doubting that man. So uh, uh, I don't. Now, my my compadre, Bino Jeff Henderson, threw dirt on him uh, enough times to be a mortician. And this guy keeps, you know, Bino has been so wrong about him for so long and ain't even funny. Bino buried the guy 15 years ago. But, uh, hey, on the way out, um, listen, I really appreciate your time, Tony. Total living listener. If they want to interact with you, read your stuff, how they do so. And I, I appreciate you joining us, man, and hanging with me on my original faux pas this morning. I apologize. Oh, no. no, you're fine. Though. The site, uh, as we said earlier, is Tide Illustrated. Uh, you can go to alabama.rivals.com. You can follow us at Tide Illustrated, or you can follow me at Tony underscore to call us on Twitter as well. That's T-S-O-U-K-A-L-A-S. Yes. A man who enjoys his baklava. Huh, definitely so. Yep. Boom. Matt Dixon, are you familiar with baklava? Matt Dixon, have you ever had baklava? I have I have not had. Oh. You're missing out, my friend. Oh. When the Greek Fest comes this fall in Knoxville, get over there and get yourself some baklava, my brother. You will be set free. Describe baklava to the living listener, Tony. Because like it really is flaky oh. pastry with like nuts and honey. Oh. Uh, it's kind of like sticky. It kind of almost like sticks to your teeth, but it's oh. like, like very like a million layers oh. and then honey and then it's a little bit chewy but crispy at the same time. Oh. Am I doing a good job? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, Tone, uh, much appreciation. Thank you, brother. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. All right. Tony, so call us one more time. Matt, what do you think of my dissertation of how I love the term tighter insider? And him saying, unfortunately, I don't work for them. What would you think of that, Matt? <laughs> and the way I handled a, it. A lot of people a wouldn't fa- have handled a false that. Start, a, a false start on play number one. A lot of people wouldn't have handled that as adroitly as I did. Now, some would say don't quit, keep calling attention to it, but I'm one of these people that I will laugh at myself. That's, that is something that I'm capable of doing. Matt, let me ask you something, and and I will ask you this with all due respect. This Chase Burns thing, as I said it to you several weeks ago, and we saw this thing unfolding behind the scenes, has stuff like that dampened your love for, dampened your love, Matt, for college baseball, or is it just what it is? It, it's definitely an an adjustment, not not just for college baseball, but just college sports in general. With with guys essentially being free agents, uh, and it you know with a guy a guy like him, an in state kid who has had you know plenty of opportunities, has been you know a frontline starter for two years to start each year. It's just it's just something that's really really frustrating and and something that really shouldn't happen. Like he. We shouldn't be at that spot, you know. And you know, there's nothing off the field that you know. He's not transferring home for a sick parent, or 
know, he does. He's not homesick. Like it's just, you know, it's just frustrating that 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 the situation got to where it, where it is. And but I mean, it, I don't think it dampens it, but it's. I mean, I guess it, in a way it probably does. Uh, but it's just kind of an adjustment period for for all of us that we have to take in with with the transfer portal and how prevalent it is. Back to back on the TLD Logistics hotline, tldlogistics.com. Chris Allen now joins my CFO, my Tennessee Smokies. Chris Allen, first of all, I welcome you in against the backdrop that the Appy League is going. Tell me about the, our wooden bat league that we have in our own backyard and the opportunity that our friends all on this eastern corridor where you guys jumped in here and are providing some great summer entertainment in these small towns. And, Chris, I don't know when you sleep, <laughs> but I welcome you back to the Tony Basilio Show, and I hope you're well, my man. I'm doing great, and I'm happy to be back. Been missing you guys. Love you, brother. Tell me about the Appy League and the opportunity folks have to get out. Yeah, the Appalachian League, it, it is it is a fantastic league. I mean, obviously, a lot of folks know that uh, when contraction happened, we lost our pro teams in that market. Uh, but MLB uh, stepped up. i got to give them credit. They stepped up, and they helped us start a summer collegiate league, which is one of the best summer collegiate leagues in the country. I mean, we've got Power Five schools throughout these, these teams, I mean, they're loaded. We have we have a number of UT guys, actually, uh, playing in this league right now. And matter of fact, Lindsey, who was one of the star pitchers this year for UT, was um, a pitcher in our league last year, actually won the championship game for the Kingsport Axemen uh, last year. So it's a, it's a great league, a lot of great talent. And, you know, all these teams still have the, the same feel of a minor league setting. It's just with uh, college kids now, and, and the communities are responding well. So... And this time around, uh, you know, I was perusing and looking around. You got some really highly decorated guys in this deal this year. Is it has it gotten better year over year in terms of the the influx of talent there? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, this is only the third season of the Appalachian Summer Collegiate Appalachian League, and and the talent level is is heads and shoulders better than it was year year one and year two. And, and year two, you know, we had some great players. As a matter of fact. Our first baseman for the Tennessee Smokies, uh, McGeary, he played in the Appalachian League last summer. That's how fast that kid's moved up. He got drafted last summer, and now he's on our double-A team, and I think he's batting 300 right now for us, one of our better better hitters on the team. I mean, that's fascinating. Think about that. Think about going from there to there that quickly. Um, and tell me about some of the Tennessee guys that are uh, dispersed among some of these teams, the University of Tennessee guys? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, it's somewhere between five to ten guys. I know some guys have uh, have not arrived yet because of the College World Series, but I do know that um, I think Ryan Miller, the catcher, one of the catchers for UT, showed up in Kingsport the other night. First game hit the home run. Uh, what, what Hollis Flanning, one of the right-handed pitchers, is over in Kingsport as well. I think he just got there. Uh, Kobe Backus. I mean, uh, it, it's a... Uh, tears and and also um, uh, there's, a, there's just a number of UT guys. I mean, it's unbelievable the talent that's in this league. I mean, I do know that there's at least five or six kids from Clemson, a handful of guys from South Carolina. I mean, these are these are big time schools, man. Schools that uh, you know, are, are have won a World Series in recent years or are setting the stage to win one in the future, like Tennessee is, I believe. You know, one of the things Tony told me about 
your league. He said, any time that you can get highly decorated guys in this transfer portal era to be in your backyard for any particular uh, length of time, it will not hurt our program. He thinks your deal is something that will pay dividends for Tennessee's baseball program for years to come. Your thoughts on that from, from where you sit? Yes, absolutely. Someone like Tony, who's who's got a program that's getting better and better every year, uh, th- this is a great resource for those guys. I was looking the other day, and we got a number of kids in our league now that's in the transfer portal. And these kids are in the transfer portal not because, you know, someone there for reasons of maybe an injury or what have you, but some of them just want a better opportunity. And, um, you know, I think that's what happened with Lindsey last year. Lindsey was, was playing for Kingsport. I think he went to um, smaller Division One school, and uh, – UT noticed him and had a chance to uh, pick him up through the portal. I mean, it's a, it really is. It's, it's a game changer for these kids as well. I mean, opportunity is out there if you can perform. So with that in mind, the, the transfer portal, if people want to go see, like, the rosters of these teams and when teams are playing and that sort of thing, where do they go, Chris Allen? Just go to the AppalachianLeague.com. You can pull up every player uh, that's in the league on each one of the teams. Uh, and, and when you do that, you'll notice, I mean, the Power 5 schools are all over these lineups and these rosters. I mean, I was checking the other day, and I think we have, um, we have, I want to say, close to 35 pitchers that were clocked at 95 or better on the mound. I mean, this is some Good real talent night. playing at this level. Good night. And I mean, to, to, your, to your point, until you guys did this, you had to either beg, borrow, and steal to get into Cape Cod, or you had yep. to go all the way across the country and play. There aren't many of these leagues. You had to go all the way out to California or out to the West Coast to play in one of these. There just aren't many of them. Well, it's, you're right. I mean, it, there's, there's been a few more added since contraction. But certainly um, it, it gives another opportunity, another option for a college kid, you know, that's on the East Coast, uh, you know, this part of the country, to stay closer to home and, and play against some really quality, quality and talented players. I mean, when I say that, but, you know, we got kids from UCLA in this league. we got kids from the West Coast playing in this league. This is a league that's, you know, sanctioned by Major League Baseball. So, obviously, um, the kids are going to want to play in this league. I mean, they take very good care of these guys. Uh, you know, some of, the, some of the better amenities you're going to have at the college level is offered to these kids. It's really cool, too. Um, and, and, this, and the season will run till when? We go through uh, the first week of uh, August. And matter of fact, actually, we have an all-star game in Kingsport this year where you'll see all of the talent there. It's a, it's a two-day festivity that that's one of our teams we're putting on, July 24th and 25th. So if you really want to see the best of the best in the Appalachian League, get out to Kingsport this, uh, this uh, July, and you'll, uh, you'll see it. I mean, you'll see some talented players, future big leaguers. I absolutely love it. Out loud, my friend. Anything else you'd care to add on this? Because it's, uh, it's fascinating to me, AppalachianLeague.com already in year number three hey i can't i can't thank you enough tony for having me today and uh you know we appreciate everything you do for us uh, i know you've got a number of my staff members uh, on the air every week and uh, uh you're you're a big part of our success and i appreciate you man oh come on man i i don't even know half the time who i'm talking to <laughs> i'm such a freaking goofball I, I don't even know what day it is chris but but i appreciate that i don't know how you seriously i don't know how you sleep man I mean, how do you get the juice to do all the stuff you're doing? 
I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up with all these young guys, Tony. I'm getting old in this business. Well, I, I hear you. I tell you, I love it. I love it. I, you know what? It, it keeps me going every day having all these young guys, and and, and really, it's just uh, seeing the, the enjoyment that the community gets out of these teams. I mean, we got a great Smokies team this year. Mm-hmm. We fell a little short, lost out by half a game in the first half, but I expect them to be strong in the second half, and it's just a lot of fun. You know, I really enjoy it, and. And you're really trying to keep up with our owner. I mean, it's hard to keep up with Randy. My someone never sleeps. Gosh, he's constantly going, isn't he? Good, like the Energizer Bunny. He really is. So he he's a good role model for me and my entire staff. When do we see the Smokies playing downtown in Knoxville? What's the target date now? Target date is the start of 2025. I know um, a lot of people are are doing a lot of hard work and. You know, the hard work's really done, getting the deal in place and getting the, the, the facility designed. Now it's just building it. So a lot of people are wondering, is that really going to happen in 2025? Yeah. I say absolutely. Absolutely. So two seasons out, we're going to see a new baseball stadium. We will. 20 we months. Will. You know what? The, oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know what the thing is? I'm going to really miss uh, our ballpark right now because we had so much success there. I mean, a lot yeah. of people think we're leaving because we haven't had success. The main reason we're leaving is our owner is from Knoxville. He wants his baseball team in Knoxville. And, and you know, we're, we're going to roll that success over and, and, and continue going in Knoxville for many years to come, hopefully. Is there a chance we see another team in that ballpark under you guys' as, uh, auspices? You know, I highly doubt it. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. We don't own the facility. The county and the city owns the okay. facility. So they have to decide what they want to do with it. I know there's a number of things that have been thrown out there they haven't made any decisions yet with the ballpark but i believe that eventually the cherokee group that bought all the land around the stadium is going to eventually own that land as well I, that, it just makes perfect sense to me but you know it's probably above my pay grade tony chris allen you're the man much love to hey. you uh and uh the smokies are back next week yep next week we'll be back uh back in the ballpark next tuesday and get ready for a big fourth of july weekend boom Get some sleep, man, between now and then. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, Chris. One more time, Chris Allen. Hey, Matt, that's a huge edge for the Vols in this transfer portal era. And to the sickos out there, go comb through those Appalachian League rosters and look at all the guys that are in that portal that uh, Tennessee could get involved with that are right there. Go right up the road and watch them play tonight if need be. Yeah, if, if you can get past all the Bucky's traffic up there. Oh, my gosh. That might, that might be what they turn that, that park into, just a parking lot for Bucky's. Chris was <laughs> – so funny story on that. Chris yesterday, was supposed to join us yesterday on the show. And I'm, like, texting him. I'm, like, where are you, you know? And uh, he texts me back hour or so later, right at the end of the show yesterday. And he says, hey, man, I, I was at that Bucky's grand opening. I said, oh, well, that explains everything. Because you talk about something you could get lost in, a Bucky's grand opening would be the place where you would lose all sense, track of time. And I'll say this for, for that industry. I don't know about you, Matt. When I travel, I don't want to get off the road for 45 minutes. I want to get on the road, go to where I'm going, Put my head down, take a nap, call it a day. I'm not one of these people that likes to turn a 10-hour car ride into a 12-hour odyssey. But apparently a lot of people are. Or a place like that wouldn't exist. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. Um, have, and having 
traveled, I guess, like three trips in the last month following this baseball team. We stopped at a couple of Bucky's along the way. So I, I think I do think it's weird they don't have like any tables or any places to like eat there. Like you have to eat like in your car. I think that's interesting. But oh, really? So they have all that like food they that they, like, they don't have places in... to sit down. No, really. It's, yeah, I, I found that really strange, but, I mean, it, it's their business model, and it obviously works. So my daughter stopped at the one down in, um, I don't know where it is. It's outside of Nashville, though. People that travel that way know what I'm talking about. She's like, Dad, this thing's just, it's like walking into another world. But uh, I don't think I'll be visiting one of those. I don't know, but... Uh, no, oh, the the people the people watching potential at that one up there and it oh my moves is gosh. incredible. Can I mean, that, you that imagine? Be incredible. I might have to go up there just to sit in the parking lot and watch that. Grab my guitar and just go sit on my bumper yeah. and watch yeah, people go in and out. Tips there. Oh, I don't know about tips, but uh, probably get some playing tips as we we continue eight six five two hundred. Five four zero two. We'll get some calls, and I'm also going to try and grab Funky Cold Medina as we can. He's got a basketball camp coming up. Great John Fulkerson. We'll see if we can grab him. We'll continue after this. This is Terry Wilcox, aka the Chicken Man, aka T Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby, king of the precious stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. 
Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. June is Dairy Month, and the Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our dairy farmers and the dairy industry for the many contributions to our economy and our health. Milk is the original nutritional powerhouse drink with 8 grams of protein and 13 essential nutrients to keep you energized all summer long. Plus, who doesn't like ice cream? Our hardworking dairy farmers are dedicated to dairy and proud to help produce nature's perfect food. When you sit down to your next meal, pour one more glass of milk and celebrate June Dairy Month. I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat. You act like a bunch of Southern disgusting human beings. You need to get off the there. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Hey, Del, you made a comment and called me a jackass yesterday. Well, it, it, there was a uh, that was a friendly comment. Uh, that, okay, uh, but but that go ahead and, and seal my faith as being a Democrat. You know, we got a jackass as a symbol, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm a true Democrat, buddy. So okay. it wasn't a put down from my perspective. It was a peg up. So that's, thanks a lot. That's the way to go. <laughs> Just own it. Yes, sir. Three dudes with a view. Triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. Let's start things off on Twitter Spaces. Another way to reach us here. Uh, let's get. Um, bow thy head when you say his name zach in here zach welcome in how you doing brother <laughs> hey tony zach and elizabeth and matt dixon it's unbelievable, happy tuesday andy. it's unbelievable andy <laughs> when you were talking about the uh, appy league it uh, brought back i was watching the braves and twins last night and uh, i don't know if you know the history of the appy league we used to have the twins rookie league team and we put guys like kirby puckett Gary Gaetti, Kent Herbeck, Joe Maurer, AJ Perzinski into the league. It's been a kind of a wild last few years. I have watched the Elizabethan River Dogs, I think is what they're called. And it is entertaining, so I encourage people to go out 
Hey, the yeah, kids are competing, playing yeah. hard in the summer. Fun stuff, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did kind of, when, when the major league teams left, I did kind of think, oh, well, this is kind of our Cape Cod League. So, um, you know, it's, it is it is what it is. Um, okay, so with Chase Burns, and any now that we're basically on a, we are now, I mean, we've always been feeders to the pro sports. I mean, by that I mean college sports. With guys like Burns and, and, and guys that we're paying, do you think there's any way to make a will, – will we ever see contracts now that these guys are employees? And I know that would probably bring union, uh, unionization in quicker. I mean, what do you, what do you think is – because what are we doing here? Um, this is just turning into a um, – it's. I want these. I want these young young people to get paid, but at, at some point, we got to put. There needs to be some guidelines, wouldn't you? Yeah, they keep think? using the term guardrails, Zach. Here's the issue. Yeah. The issue is really simple. College does not. The, the universities do not want to get into that deal because if they do, they're going to have to offer benefits to every single athlete. And they don't want to do it. And that's the reason that they've been drugged into this uh, spot that they're in now. Uh, because for years and years and years, they wouldn't admit what this is. Mm-hmm. For years and years and years, they basically exploited these athletes. Uh, oh, yeah. While the thing has exploded. And so now you're in a place where you're in a tweener spot. We, we call, Like yesterday. We had a Silver Spikes Award winner, which goes to an amateur baseball player. These people aren't amateurs, but fine. I mean, you call them what you want to call them, but what else are you going to call them? Because they're not, like, fully professional yet either. Uh, They still have a a course load that they have to maintain in terms of uh, going to school. You wonder how long. Matt, I wonder how long that continues. Because that's the next domino to fall. Don't don't make me go to class. If I don't want to go to class, don't make me go to class. That's the next domino that's going to fall here, Matt. Yeah, uh, well, I, I think there's some guys who probably do take semesters off when they know that they're going to enter a, enter a draft and go pro immediately after their season's over. Sure. I'm sure it's neither fish nor fowl. Was, what was, it, was it like phrase. Matt Liner who, like, he came back and took, like, ballroom dancing? That was, like, his one class. That's pretty great. Well, like like a Julian Phillips, Julian Phillips, for instance, left Tennessee's campus, and we reported it back in like early April or maybe even late March. There was no, I'm not going to school. I mean, I just, I took a couple classes in the fall just to kind of keep my name. Even if you know, did he go? I don't even know. Did he take? I don't know. But but he, you know, it. it, They made it look good. So Zach, to answer your question, in terms of contracts, you know, here's the deal in the NIL stuff. Um, Those guys have agreements, but baseball. Really, here's an example. This Burns thing. The Burns situation, and Evan Russell was on here yesterday, and he knows talking about. The proposal that Tennessee came back at Chase Burns' people with, um, they blew them away. 
because it was more money than LSU was going to offer him. It was a lot more money. But it wasn't what people are saying that, like, LSU was going to pay him $800,000. That kind of money is not flying around college baseball. It's not. Now, Tennessee was getting ready to pay him, if he would have stayed, probably about $150,000 for next year, which is a lot of money. I mean, that's... I'm right. I mean, I would take it. You would take it. They would take it. Um, The the deal is, though, that was not going to be through Spire. That was going to be through three or four boosters who got together and said, hey, we'll make this worth your while if you stay. It's for the good of the program, the good of the community, blah, blah, blah. We like you. We'll do this for you. But I don't know how you would draw that up. I don't, because it's not going to be something Danny White's going to get involved in. It's not going to be something Tony Vitello is going to be getting involved in. So, you know, this whole thing, and this is the system they've created. Like, they would say, oh, well, you know, it's illegal to do that. Well, this is a system you created because you sat there and watched this happen. And it's not good for the fans. The fans lose in this deal. The fans lose. Yeah. I mean, it's like we've avoided changing the oil and just doing the routine maintenance on on college athletics. By that, I mean, you know, giving giving these guys their – and gals there uh, do, and now we're going to have to put in a whole new engine and build a whole new car. It's just uh, nuts. Um, on, on the way out, uh, I was just going to ask you what you think about uh, my Braves, and I think your Phillies are going to be back in back in it, and um, I'll, uh, I'll check you guys later. See you, Matt. See you, Tony. Thank you. Your Braves are sickening. They make me sick, and it's disgusting. So... That's all I got to say about the Braves. And if I were a Brave fan, I would be bored because y'all are so good. But let's go back to the phones, and we'll get our next call in at 8. When the Braves, look, when the draft happens in a couple weeks and the Phillies draft somebody, I'm going to say, what's wrong with that guy? And when the Braves draft somebody, I'm going to say, what's right with that guy? So let's go back to our phones. And, Matt, I'm going to have a little um, write-up tomorrow, speaking of where we are in college sports. LSU's getting on my nerves. And I used to like them. Now, they're going to act like with this Burns thing, oh, we didn't have any involvement in it. The bottom line is they're the ones that shook him loose. Now, he was probably going to go somewhere else anyway because his feelings are hurt or whatever it is. But this whole thing with LSU, you know, you saw that that women's basketball coach, she 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 bites, looks like she eats lemons, that lady, that countenance on her face. They bought that sport. She forgot to put makeup on last night. Well, they bought that sport. They bought that sport. I mean, they're, why even bother the team they're going to have next year? But I'm cheering against them. Every you you can't even believe how much I'm cheering against that team. I mean, they're obnoxious. You, you well, think the they, Lady Vols have a chance against them? I mean, come on now. That's a, that's a miracle they beat them in the SEC tournament. Hello. No, th- think about think about this, Tony. You've got the LSU women women's basketball and baseball just win national titles yep. with second year coaches with. You know, the, probably the, the highest paid rosters in the sport, which they're allowed to do. At the same time, their football and men's basketball programs 
get hammered with, you know, major like sanctions and probation. That's kind of like a, a real flex that, that LSU has right now. There's, there's no telling how many kids got turned away at that hospital to fund all this. Well, and I was talking to Y last night. Matt slides that in there. I was talking to Y last night who said that LSU's basketball team this coming season is going to be very good. They're going to be right back in the middle of it because they went out in the offseason and they spent. And if you think Brian Kelly is going to get left behind at the altar by those other sports, you can guess again because they're going to be loaded. So, And I'll ask one more time, where were the Florida fans last night? This is game three. The brawl for it all. You scored a million runs a night before. Did they heed the clarion call like our woolly ones did when they descended upon any number of locations? Matt, if that would have been us in that game with them last night, how many people would have been there in orange? Uh, basically, probably about 90% of however many LSU fans had there. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee fans took over Hoover two years ago when they played Florida for that. You couldn't find a Florida fan there for anything outside of the little section their pa- the players' parents were at. Just a horrendous fan base. I, I would yeah. imagine that that thing didn't even draw a good number last night down in Gainesville, Ocala. And those people down there, are they're probably watching like uh, a, a rerun of Dancing with the Stars or something. Just a horrendous fan base. Just horrendous. No offense. Let's go back to the phones. Let's get our next call in. This Burns thing is uh, sort of interesting. And then watching Tennessee operate here in the portal, which I think we're about to get a couple of uh, pieces of good news coming up. Let's go to the phones. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Tony. want to talk to you about the Burns thing and yes, put a sir. larger context. Yep. I'm listening to your arguments about, about this, and I agree with some, but I'm going to push back on some other stuff. You got it, man. Um, look. If you're a Tennessee fan and you don't think that the football program, the baseball program, the men's basketball program, probably the women's basketball program and the softball program are tampering with folks, well, you're delusional. Everyone's tampering is what it is. If they're not tampering, they're being negligent. Well, everybody to, else is tampering. To your point, me, to, well, to your point, let me say this. If you're not doing that, you're not doing your job. Exactly. You know, like okay. last year, Tony tried to tell me, well, we didn't tamper with him. Bullshit. And I say, and I say, hey, whoa, whoa, well, I don't say that. I said, look, I don't care. You're, you're, deal, you're dealing with a guy in the media that's not going to sit there and act like, I don't pretend. If you're not doing that, somebody else will. So, because here's the thing. I'm back to this again. The NCA has set a system up here. Through their negligence, and it is their negligence where the courts have said it's a free-for-all. Now, how are you going to put um, guardrails on a free-for-all? I'd like to ask this new NCA president that goes on these, these telecasts and appears, and he sounds good because he's, you know, he's an educated guy, speaks in flowery language. How are you going to do it? What are you okay, going to do? Tony, Go ahead. Tony, Go ahead. the only thing you can do, well, I should the one thing you could do that I think would eliminate 95% of this, now you have to have a leader with a set of church bells because he's going to get barbecued because you gave the players all the, all the leverage and all the right. all the right. Like you just hand it all over to the players. Yep. you got to take it back and say you transfer, you sit. And if you don't like it, you don't play. you got to take that. you got to take it back. Now, you gotta, you got to have some gumption about you to be able to do it because 
the national media is going to absolutely rip you a new one. Here's the problem, though. If you do that, Mark, the first thing somebody's going to do is sue you. And the next thing that you're going to do is you're going to capitulate. And here's the issue. Unless you recognize these guys as employees okay, and get them in a collective bargaining agreement. See, collective bargaining agreement is how is the only solution to it. And, and, but, Tony. Go ahead. Here's the thing. And, I, and I, I see your point, but here's the thing. You're calling this professional sport, but it's not professional sports. And let me tell you why. There's no revenue sharing. There's no collective bargaining. There's no free agency, regulated free agency. And the Carolina Panthers don't have to fund the women's golf program. That's right. Okay? So these, these people go, well, Nick Saban's making $9 million a year. What do you want to do? Take away, give him $1 million and spread the other eight among a bunch of 18-year-old kids after guys, you know, worked his whole life to reach the pinnacle of his profession? But I find it interesting <laughs> that Saban's one of the voices, went to Washington and said we need to put a cap on what these kids can make. Well, Tony, and look, is he being self-serving? Absolutely. Doesn't make him wrong. He's calling this what it is. It's a revenue producer. It's not a business. If this were a business, Tony, all that would be played would be football. It would be, wait a minute, let me, let me explain. If this were a business, the only things that would be played would be football, some men's basketball, and about a five or six SEC baseball programs. That's it. It would just be all football because none of the other sports make money. Nobody else turns a profit. Golf doesn't turn a profit. A lot of baseball programs don't turn a profit. But see, the thing Golf you have to, a profit. the thing you have and to you got and legally you got to pay for those things. The title nine. Now, the thing you have to understand that is, is this is this is taking place in land grant universities, though. Let me finish. Okay. The only thing I, that thing I see coming is is that by twenty thirty, the big time football programs are gone from the NCAA and just doing their own thing. So they don't, they don't have to capitulate to Title IX. We'll set up our own rules. Because it's kind of silly that Tennessee and Middle Tennessee are playing under the same rule book. They don't play the same sport in, in, on the field or in recruiting. They don't. So why are they playing on the same rule book? You know, so these, I, I agree with you. You know, and these, I, and I, Well, I think you're, you could be right. These, these people... And, Matt, we talked about it in real time as they were doing it. When Mike, the late, great Mike Slive looked me in the eye and said, having Texas A&M in our league is geographic integrity. And I looked at him and I said, what planet is that geographic? What are you talking about? I mean, for a fan to drive from South Carolina to there, it's a day and a half. I mean, what what are we doing? And, and you talk about it's killing, and yes, the fans are the ones that are going to take They never cared. Because, Those people because never cared. Here's the thing. I mean, the fans have to fund all this. They the never cared. The funding the NIL. And you know what's going to happen when a coach starts losing? He's going to blame the fans because they didn't get raised That's exactly NIL. right. Well, well, well it's, to, it's, your, so to your point, to your you, point, if you get sick of a coach, if you get sick of a coach and you're a booster, you know what you do? You don't help him in recruiting. You choke him out. You're exactly and, right. And and the the coach is going to get up there and say, "Well, we just can't. It's not we can't compete. We can't compete. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and they they so the fans because honestly, I, I mentioned this last time I called. I'm kind of turned off by it all. I'm not into it anymore. Just kind of is what it is. I'll I'll root for it. I'll watch it on Saturdays, but I'm not going to be living and dying with it. It's just it's kind of I've kind of soured on it. Um, 
And I think a lot of people, the people who are writing the checks to your NILs, you know, I'm not talking about your big mega booster, so it doesn't matter. I'm talking about your booster that, you know, puts off a family vacation so you can go pay for a middle linebacker. Yeah. You know, you're going to be turning those people. So at some point, those people are like, look, I've had enough. What am I getting out of this? Matt, you think that's right? Losing. Matt, do you think that's right? you think he's right, Matt, that people are, this Burns thing is one blow, but, you know, when, when a, when a, Who's a comparable – give me guys what a comparable player it, is for Tennessee it, football that would do we're, that, we're, Matt. We're, Walk out the door. Real quick. Because that's when it's going to play. That's when it's going to really impact this thing is when a football player who, – who would a football let's, let's player say, be? Let's, say, let's just use Quinshawn Judkins at Ole Miss, the running back. Had a monster freshman year. Got offers in the portal. From SEC schools because the SEC's a bunch of sharks. We get it. He turned him down. If he would have left Ole Miss, oh my God, what, what's an Ole Miss fan even care anymore? Why do, why do I care? You love you Lane Kiffin, man. Let, let me make one more point on the, on the free agent thing. You love you some let's, Kiffin. Let's take, let's, let's take the De La Cruz cat up at the Cincinnati. Yes, Rams, yes. Okay, you're a 14 year old kid. He is going to be in your lineup until you're a sophomore in college. You can invest in buying him a jersey. It's your guy. He's you have they have his right. He can't go anywhere. Right. College baseball, college football, college basketball just bounce around year after year. How do you how do you get an emotional tie to that? Well, you know, and, and the thing about college baseball, the thing they always had was because people would tell me, "Look, when you get into this, Tony, you think I understand this? College basketball is a transient game." There's no doubt that's true. I'll look at them now and say, well, college baseball is a pretty transient game itself right now. And that, that yeah. is true. That's the thing that's happened in the last 18 months that's undeniable, that the romance of college baseball has been kind of ripped up here a little bit, Dixon. And it leads people like you to really deal with it because you know the old days. And yeah, no, I, 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 agree. I agree with Mark that – you're kind of that love for it, that that kind of year-round devotion is is slowly going away. I I think a lot of fans are feeling that way about about college sports. Well, Sean Sinclair said he used to love the thrill of watching these recruiting classes in football come together, and he said last year on the air, last week rather, he said it just does not. Even though Tennessee's doing really well in recruiting. He said, it just does not make me feel the same way. He said, there's just something about buying all these guys, like with their acquisitions, that there's just no, like, I don't know, the thrill of the chase, romance, whatever term you want to use. To me, that never spoke to me, so I can't, I, I, don't, I don't have a perspective on that. You're, you, you sound like you guys were articulating what Sean was telling me last week. And, and, Mark, if you get enough people feeling that way, these NILs are going to feel the pinch because the only guys funding them are going to be the super rich. And and maybe the market corrects itself. That could happen, too. Like, I don't know what Chase Burns is getting, but, you know, what we've heard is, and I don't think this is right, but, you know, he was offered a half million by no, LSU. And no, he, Tennessee he was going to okay. offer him a buck and a half, and it was worth, and it was a lot more than LSU was going to pay him. Trust me. Okay. 
But so let's say he would have gone to LSU and not been a starter. So LSU just paid a hundred thousand dollars for a relief pitcher. At some point, your boosters say, "Well," and the other thing about pro sports versus college, Tony. Pro sports, we know what they all make. I know what the middle linebacker from Cincinnati Bengals make. That's I right. Look it up. That's right. We don't know what any of these kids are making. So I, I just, I think there's, there's, if these people all say, pay the kids, pay the kids, pay the kids, yeah, nobody's against the kids getting some money. And the people who were naively dumb enough to think that this was just going to be some money to sign some autographs and this wasn't going to turn into this, everybody knew this was, was, was what it was going to be. But they don't, they pay the kids, it's great the kids are getting paid. Well, you're not looking at the entire ecosystem of college athletics and how it affects everything. There's so many things that need to be answered here. And you're talking about Saban. Look, he's, his legacy is set in stone as far as being a college football coach. I wonder if he, when he steps down, if he just tries to become the czar of college football and sets the rules because he's got the gravitas to do it. Maybe that's why he was in Washington. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you. Here's the thing, though. Saban can have all his powers he wants, but the law has a lot more power than he has. He can sit there and he can sit there and wiggle his nose like uh, Tabitha on Bewitched. He can rub his heels together. He can rub two sticks together and start a fire. But he's not putting this any of this back in that bottle. So don't don't let's once he gets outside his realm, he's just a football coach. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. My thing about the burn steel, Matt, that I, now that we've seen it play out, and Tony told John Wilkerson today, and then we saw these in the portal, as we predicted in today's blog, which I put together last night, because we knew the backstory, which was Tennessee was kind of slow rolling uh, the, the portal deal just to kind of slow roll the portal deal, because they can. You have 48 hours. Sometimes my hands the paperwork. The thing I can't get over is his body language and then him walking away without even communicating with anybody. I'm, I'm trying to make sense of that. And, you know, I keep coming back to this. I think some of that stuff, Matt, was him looking at Frank and Tony and saying, get, get you some of that. It's really interesting when you stop and think about it. No, it, it is big time. Um, the way he celebrated in Hattiesburg uh, was, you know, and in, in, in the outfield in Omaha, I mean, it, he was just one of the guys. And, you know, it's all the stuff that we've been talking about off air for a month. You know everybody on the team. It's just kind of unspoken about. So, I mean, you know it's there. Um, but, no, I, I do find it fascinating that this was all playing out while at the same time he was – the guy that you put on the mound in the highest leverage spots of the year, and he excelled and was dominant and had that kind of emotion, you know, coming off the field. Uh, it's, it's, it's just really strange. It's, it's hard, it's hard to, to, it's hard to bring the two together. The guy who, you know, just going nuts in Hattiesburg. And then as soon as the plane lands back from Omaha, it literally never talks to anybody again. Like that's so hard to, to fathom that 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 disconnect is just so strange and and as you know i put myself to think about sports 
and the sports we follow and like, I have to constantly put myself in the spirit of a child because that's how a lot of us came to this. And I keep using the term confusing. I wonder what it's like to be a young kid who fell in love with the Vols this year. And there are hundreds of them out there. Of all stripes, colors, faiths, what have you. It's a beautiful thing about sports. But I wonder how you process that through the lens of a young kid that you could see that and then one week later your favorite player is gone. It's really weird. I mean, it's really strange. Because I'm sure that guy, and deservedly so for his play, was a lot of kids' favorite player. And that's the nature of where we are now with these sports. It's really weird. It's just, it's really strange to understand. And they've boxed themselves into this corner that they're in. And the fans are the ones that are going to get squeezed and hurt. And it's going to diminish the deal. It has to, I, I would think. But let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome in. I would have thought it would have hurt professional sports a long time ago, and they're bigger now than they've ever been. So maybe we're wrong. Maybe I'm, you know, you look at their model. Those guys are getting banco. Everybody's getting a bag. Everybody. Hadn't hurt their sports. Yeah, but, but it's all it's all you know out in the open, and there's contract like all that stuff, and you, you know what you're getting into with pro sports. I mean, this is all completely different. No, you know, no nobody has any clue how much you know Paul Skeens, no. and Tommy White got paid yep. to play for LSU this year. Now they're they're worth every penny, as well as Dylan Cruz. But like, you know, nobody really knows what the what that that apparel company gave them, or you know, I mean, it- that's. I mean, Marucci? that's LSU baseball. So. Is that Marucci? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was started by, I think it was like an LSU trainer, and they employ a bunch of uh, LSU former players, and I think they're, they're headquartered in Baton Rouge. I think the guy just sold it a few years ago, but, I mean, that's who funds their, their NIL program is that company. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call yeah, in. For, hey, hey, they had a hell of a team. They, 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 I mean, that title's worth whatever they paid for it. Hello, and welcome into our next call. You're live on the air. Hey, what's going on, Tom? This is Hoosier Ball Run. Hey, Ryan. Welcome in, buddy. Uh, let me start off by saying welcome back, Mark and Columbus. Um, I, I love uh, two two callers on your show that I just always love tuning in and hearing is Six Degrees of Rick Barnes Sucks, Polly Joe, and Surly Mark and Columba because yep. it's always great radio. I don't like Mark and Columba when he's in a good mood. Surly Mark and Columba, though, is great radio. Um, Tone, uh, your Alabama guest, did you notice that he brought up that Princeton fan pass interference twice? But I couldn't listen. Listen, Ryan, Ryan, when you misidentify what the the guy works for, you can't, like, chide your guest. I let it go. I let it go because I like him, and I was kicking myself the whole interview for embarrassing myself. So I'm sure I'm going to get ripped on some chat boards. Basilio didn't even know who he worked for. Basilio, I mean, he didn't even pay attention to. And, and hey, listen, uh, that's a rightful criticism. I will own that. Um, uh, I know I got a 
one of the baseball names, uh, the pitcher from Alabama, I got his name wrong in the blog today. I'll wear that. You know, I'm wearing a lot of hats around here and, and attempting to do something that's pretty world class um, on a on a uh, I don't know running on fumes. But oh, yeah. you know, to your point, Ryan, um, the Alabama people, and I like that guy a lot. I like Tony. I did too, but I thought that was hilarious. They don't want to let it go. They don't want to let it go. In their minds, they were really close. And Matt, did you notice this? They were really close to winning last year's Tennessee game. Actually, no, well, they he, weren't. Actually, no. He, that and, and LSU. I, yeah. And LSU. And, it, and those games, I mean, they're, they're, they were in a different world than Tennessee was well, he, last year. He said, he said if, if they get their quarterback plays uh, figured out this year, they'll they'll be really good. They just lost the best quarterback in school history and couldn't beat Tennessee. last. I, I, that's where the, I think the disconnect is. Like, Bryce Young was incredible. I mean, they probably got 75 without him last year. That would have been a at least 24-point Tennessee win without Bryce Young. He failed to mention, not yeah. to pile on the guy, but he yeah. failed to mention when Alabama was really wobbly in that first half and about to get the knockout punch, uh, when the Alabama wide receiver tackled one of our defensive backs in mm-hmm. the end zone and mm-hmm. elicited a pass interference call, <laughs> We didn't, but I, I like the guy. But I remember he brought it up twice. He was like, "Well, you know, the Kool Aid McKinstry pick." And I, I remember hearing it once. I'm like, "Oh, come on, bud!" And then he said it again, and I'm like, "My man, no offense." Gary Danielson, who openly roots for Alabama, openly. on the telecast, openly when they threw that flag and the referees huddled, even he was like, "Oh, that's coming back. That's on." <laughs> you know, you know, one has to wonder. One has to wonder. <laughs> If Danielson, once they get lose their deal this year, if he can come out and show everybody his tied man cave that he has in his basement. <laughs> well, I, watch watch him have an amazing year. You know, you always count Bam and Saban out, and they always come back. But him talking like, and again, nice nice guy. I thought nice guy. fantastic points. The Kool-Aid McKinstry play, and then him kind of indicating that Alabama took a really good player. Alabama took an 8-4 and four backup quarterback at Notre Dame that was going to lose out to Wake's quarterback in the 11th hour. That is not done in a position of strength at that position. Like, let's, you can spin it however you want. If that was Tennessee, I would say, I'd call in and be like, y'all, we're, we, we're, we better be worried. <laughs> but he's kind of like, eh, we'll see how it plays out. No big deal. Like, Ugh. okay, he might be right. Well, I, Tennessee kind of did that with Joe Milton, Heupel's first year. You know, I'm being reminded by somebody that listens to us. It's kind of a big wheel in the college sports industry. Who's listening to us right now live? I'm not going to say his name because freak people out. But he said, Tony, you might want to look at one thing. The women's college basketball set records for TV viewership. The baseball deal has never been more popular than it is right now. Several games Tennessee was involved with last year were touching 8 million viewers, not 4 million. 4 million is the gold, you know, that's like the gold level games that they shoot for these matchups. Tennessee had games going in the 8 millions last year. They had a game go to 12, 11 or 12. He said, you guys might ought to slow your roll on the popularity of these sports. They're getting more and more popular. 
as this NIL era. And you know what? It is, Ryan, it does come all come all down the television. Um, mm-hmm. But the Alabama thing, they're not going to let it go. Tennessee, <laughs> listen, they've got to get beat four times this year. Do you guys know how much fun that would be if they throw up an eight and four, Matt? And watching those necks go off on Saban. How do you think, Matt, they would take going eight and four? Do you think they'd be patient with them, Matt? And give them some grace? Uh, no, they'll be No. They'll be ready to turn on him like Kentucky fans have turned on California. Yes. My only wish but it'll be it'll be even worse, I guess, with them. My only my only wish, if I had one wish, would be that my show on patrol would take a precinct down there after their games if they went eight and four and just watch it on television. Uh, they used to be in one of those counties. God. And there's like four, four straight weeks they had a pursuit where the person got away. I guess it's probably a Bama football player. Well, there's a there's an avenue tone on this eight and four, and I really just don't believe it's going to happen. But there is. We'll see what the Vegas lines are, but there's a legitimate avenue that three of those losses are in Bryant Denny Stadium. They're going to play the t- uh, Texas Longhorns, and then two teams, Tennessee and LSU, that beat them on the road last year. And I mean, wouldn't that be something? Yep. Hey, great show, guys. Uh, we'll see. Thank you. Who's your Ryan? Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. The number. If you want to join, it's your Tony Basilio show. It is. It's a great Tuesday. And if you want to get in, 865-200-5402. We're, we're left to kind of make sense of the Burns thing. He's now in the portal. And the thought is he's going to go to TCU. LSU basically uh, initiated it. Or they who initiated what with whom. But he was the, that was the first thing to kind of shake it loose. Because he was telling me, oh, I'm going to LSU. LSU and I got a pitcher. They got tired of going back and forth. Tennessee knocked him out with an offer. And LSU was like, well, we're just, you know, at that point, they're, what, we're going to negotiate now? I mean, no. And, you know, Matt, LSU has the position in that sport to sort of take that tone, don't they? When you get right down to it. Yeah, yeah, in terms of just. You know, history, and, you know, they won their seventh title last night. Uh, they have the best NIL baseball pro, you know, uh, in in the sport. Uh, they just, you know, they they produce big leaguer. I mean, they yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the Alabama football and Kentucky basketball of college baseball, at, at, least, at least in the SEC. So, and they're, you know, they've got a coach who kind of will and deal and, and do whatever he he needs to to get get guys. I mean, he's op- openly recruiting guys in the portal during ESPN interviews in game. So you know, you got to give him credit. For Elaborate that. on that. What do you mean? Well, I mean, he you know every every time he he talks in front of a camera, he mentions the portal and how LSU is the the place to come. And they you know he mentions the the players they've got. Uh, you know the schemes and, and tanks. Um, now you know. And you know, give give them. I mean, even that that Thatcher Hurd who started last night was a kid from California who transferred from UCLA. So you know, that's you know that that, that guy that guy knows what he's doing, and he he's kind of a grinder like like uh, Vitello. I think I think Vitello said that they they got to know each other pretty well in the recruiting trail. They they seem to be pretty similar similar minded in in their approach of of kind of not being outworked. Between now and mid July, Matt. 
How many guys will Tennessee add? What do you think about that? Sharpen your pencil. We're going to come back on the other side. I'm going to ask you that. And we'll roll back. By the way, it's our first of several Hoops Tuesdays today over at tclub.team. The Tennessee basketball fan might want to check that out. There's a ton of information in the blog today. Some pretty good reporting, some pretty good stuff on some things that are going on. And then we did some math, and I don't know if there are enough minutes in a basketball game to disperse them throughout Tennessee's roster. It looks like they're going to have a rotation of 11. 11. And that's not even counting the incoming freshmen, one of whom they love. So, come back on the other side. We continue. Trip to Italy, uh, was it in a month? Well, in a month and a half, yeah. Trip to Italy will be very interesting. In the meantime, ciao, and I will get with Dixon after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. 
more high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. It's 51. Well, let's go back to the phones. And uh, we'll get as many people in here as we can. I got about 10 or so to play. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on your Tony Basilio show. Hi. How are my friends and compatriots doing today? What's Tony? up, Dobier? Tony, I was watching that LSU game last night. Yep. And uh, I do pull for LSU. Though For some reason, I've been there three times. Those Cajuns kind of remind me of our hillbillies here and the Mountain people. people are insane, in man. Way. They were they were when they erupted in that second inning for those runs. You knew Florida wasn't coming back from that because that was a huge right. home game at that point. But I did sit there and say we're going to be there one day, and that place is going to be full of orange, and there's going to be thousands of people outside trying to get in, and we're going to be doing our cheer, go big orange. I just had a vision of that's going to happen. Oh! Matt Dixon, do you share W. Lynn's vision right now? On the air, Matt Dixon, do you share that vision? Absolutely. I, I think if, if Tony Vitello is here for a decade, he'll, he wins at least one natty. How much fun, W. Lynn, is that going to be to see that? And how much fun would it be out there to be a part of that at the Field of Dreams? 
Well, it would be incredible because I know where I'd be before and after the game. That's that's at the Great Ray Bales tailgate. Exactly. And that's that's where all the parents of the players are. Exactly. You, you, you become part of that family. Exactly. And I went, yeah, I, I went through that this year again after missing a year with health issues. And, oh, that makes you feel, Tony, like that's my son out there yep. now when, you, you know, you get that close. And, uh, yeah, I can see it. I, I can see it happening. We're going to take that place over. And uh, what hated team would you want to see us play if we had to play anybody LSU. out there? I want LSU in the squared circle, brother. I want to take, just like when Tennessee went down there and swept Vanderbilt a couple years ago, and I yeah. asked Tony who has the belt going in. He said they have the belt. And then they went down there yeah. and swept them. And then he said afterwards, he said, we have the belt now in this deal. I want to take the belt off LSU, Matt. Let's do it next spring, Matt Dixon. What do you say? Well, if it's, if it's us and LSU, we might be fighting for tickets out there. Well, there you go. That's why I was asking Matt. See, you don't know. Did Florida have 5,000 people last night that got left outside and those, those crazy Cajuns just bought all the tickets? Or did Florida only bring 150 people? Lynn, they had like 100 people there last night. Those people are pitiful. Yeah, pitiful. The camera had a hard time finding. It was just right behind the bench is all they could find. You know, I mean, it was terrible. Well, I got to ask Berkey, did they pay a couple of people like the NFL draft does, those crisis actors, to come in there and act like they were Florida fans last night? I mean, geez Louise. Terrible representation. Unbelievable. You know, what, what, didn't Brian Hartman do that the other day? One of those Hartman games? had, yes, Brian Hartman said that they said, we will give you a pass to the game uh, with the conditions that you will sit in. Uh, you will sit in, uh, hang on a second here, uh, standing room only, and you got to wear a Florida jersey. Enjoy, enjoy. Tony, I wouldn't do that for a million bucks. And a coin ring. And a, and a coin ring. Braided belt. Ring. And a braided belt. Uh, Tony, I noticed uh, Kim Mulkey made her appearance, I guess, after Olivia Dunn went right. home. Yes. <laughs> Kim Mulkey and Olivia Dunn, like two ships passing in a night. I didn't know who that was, Olivia Dunn. I actually saw her on a national commercial doing sweatpants and sweatshirts. She's uh, kind of big, they say, in the trade. She's out there. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize. Fanfare around her. They kept showing her in the stands. I noticed a couple nights. She makes said, five million dollars a year. W. Lynn, twenty years old. Now you gonna tell me that and beauty of face and skin? You gonna tell me yeah. that be beauty of face and skin doesn't matter in this world? More, more power to her. Yep. Kim Monkey's not gonna have to, not gonna be beating her out for any commercials. God, W. Lynn shoots and scores. Let's get our next call in. <laughs> About three minutes left. Hello and welcome in. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Yeah, hi. Go uh, right ahead. Yeah, hey, uh, sorry about that. Um, no, I just wanted to say I've been listening to your show here and there a couple times a week. And outside of looking in, UT baseball, LSU baseball, Vanderbilt baseball, Florida baseball. Florida, they got way too much going on in that town to get a rat's behind about baseball. They're always going to be a football school regardless of how talented that baseball team is. And there's a little bit of that in Knoxville, living in Knoxville, seeing that. You're always going to be football first. 
until y'all win an Addy or go continuous. Y'all struggle a little bit. I went to about 20 games this year, college baseball games. Ten of them were UT games, home games. The fans, they trickled out. They trickled out on you guys when y'all weren't performing. LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, they're not doing that. So, and take the belt from those guys. You got to do it just more than at the game. Though that's a fan base that is freaking insane and will do anything to win. And you can't just talk it. You got to go down there and beat them in the head to head on the field. And when y'all have home games and you have good teams going out there and supporting them all the time. If you go back and look, what three teams in the SEC, regardless of how they play on the field, perform selling tickets and packing the stadium out? It's LSU, Ole Miss. Mississippi State. Yep. Until Tennessee does that and, and buys into it 100%, the buy-in from the players is not going to be there. You're going to sit here and tell me that that Burns kid went down to LSU and he saw that he saw that stadium the way it was on that sellout yep. night, and he didn't get chills in his spine. Even if, that's a big deal. And now he's going to TCU. Uh, listen, it is a big deal. There's no question about that. But I, I, I will say this to you, and I appreciate your your call today that that uh tennessee that little lindsey nelson stadium when it's rocking is chill inducing as well yes or no dixon uh yes big time and and they had some some really bad weather weekends for their home sec series this year really really, bad really hurt really hurt that but the caller does have a, a little bit of a point there that the tennessee baseball fan base is still growing and still Still becoming kind of one of those elite elite baseball oh, yeah. fan bases. That, there and is the, some truth there. And the air came out of it this year when they when they weren't the super team and people saw that. And you know, there's no question. There's a little bit of that in fashion thing, out of fashion thing, however you want to put that. But in the meantime, this will do it for. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly 
promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Del Kennedy, thank you for listening. Coming to the Mule House in Columbia on June 27th at 7 p.m. An evening of hope, a great night of music to benefit the room at the end of Murray County. Thank you sponsors, Lester Hill Credit Union, Keystone Alternative Health, McDonald's of Murray County, Heritage Bank and Trust, and the Tennessee Christian Chamber of Commerce. Get your tickets now at themulehouse.com. Come support this important ministry, June 27th, 7 p.m. at themulehouse.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.